New on Curiosity Stream, how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series, Connections, returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Let's face it, most people aren't making massive turkey feasts on the regular, and after 364 days of not thinking about it, it can be hard to get that bird just right. That's where Instacart, the holiday rescue app, comes in. From getting all the ingredients to prep a full seasonal spread to getting last-minute swamps in a turkey emergency, Instacart has everything a holiday host needs to save face and save dinner. And right now, if you download Instacart, you get free delivery on your first three orders and delivery in as fast as one hour. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever and wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Joining me for the next hour and 50 minutes in this supersized episode to marvel at these DraftKings goalie prices, our single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? Doing pretty well. I, I don't even understand. They're like, oh, we're, we'll make the line pricing cheap, so I don't know what to do. Let's make... The Toronto goalie who hasn't been able to stop a nosebleed since Christmas, nine thousand dollars. I and it's it, it goes a lot deeper than that. Uh, like the goalie, the goalie pricing is really frustrating when you see some goalies up at nine thousand dollars and other goalies under seven. Like th- that just you know it changes the game that we've been playing um, all season long. But we've been talking about defensemen as well. Um, the Anaheim defensemen, we talk about it all the time. Like they're, they're all. They're all priced over $4,000 for weeks. Uh, none of them were any good. Um, their prices have started to come down a bit, but I've also noticed like they're pricing up defensemen. It seems like almost across the board, like, you know, Oliver Shillington's playing 17 minutes a night for Calgary and he's still 3,900 uh, over on DraftKings. The Islanders, Scott Mayfield, $3,900. Adam Pellet, $3,800. Like, I don't know what's going on with their pricing, but it is starting to get a little bit frustrating because there's no consistency, right? It feels like you're playing a a different game almost every night, but I guess that's why we have numbers and we have spreadsheets so that we don't have to do too much uh, of this figuring on our own. We do have a massive slate to talk about here today, 13 games. That's why we're running an extra 15 minutes before we get too much further if everybody in the chat could throw us a thumbs up click that like button the likes will help us the subscriptions help us even more so if you're new here if you haven't subscribed uh to osmo dfs yet to our youtube channel just click that subscribe button it'll really really help us out click those alerts uh click the bell to get those alerts whenever we do go live we are brought to you by yahoo fantasy yahoo has been our sport our sponsor this entire season and they have been very good to us so If you're new to DFS, if you haven't played over on Yahoo before, there's a special giveaway for first-time Yahoo users. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. 
We also have some free premium tools and data up on the site. Uh, we have it almost every day. Today is no exception. We have our NBA ownership rankings and our NHL player rankings, both up on the site for everybody to read. So head on over to Osmo.com, whether you're playing NHL or NBA tonight. Uh, we also have a giveaway uh, through our podcast. Um, just head on over to the Osmo podcast channel and leave us a five-star review with your Twitter handle or Osmo username, and you'll be entered to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. And also a reminder that we have a new NBA uh, betting show, <clears throat> props betting show, sorry, called Locks Before Lock. Uh, it's every day during the week, 30 minutes before the deeper dive. So head on over to the Odd Shopper YouTube channel for the best edges available on NBA player props straight from our experts. All right, Josh, massive 13-game slate. We're not going to take too much like to talk about uh, overall thoughts because we do have to get to all of these games individually. Um, people ask us, how do you play slates this big? And when you get 26 teams on a slate, it doesn't matter how many lineups you play. You have to start making some cuts. One lineup, obviously one, three, 10, doesn't matter. Even 20 max, even like 150, you probably have to start cutting out lines. Definitely in 20 max, obviously. So the, the way I approach these slates uh, as a 20 max player is I will probably cut down to um, like two main stacks, two or three main stacks, and then I'll build around filler stacks around those, but I won't, but I'll cut down the filler stacks as well. Like I'll, I might cut it down to like five or six filler stack lines and then whatever ownership rate or, you know, whatever share I get of those lines is kind of what I go with. You just have to really, really cut down your player pool and focus on what you want to play. I don't have uh, like a better answer for handling 26 teams on a slate. What do you do as a single entry guy? It's miserable. <laughs> um, I think like on these big slates, I tend to just make four, three ones, like just correlate it because as simple as this sounds or as dumb as it sounds, you have to get less right. So if you start pulling stuff from these teams, this team, that team, you got to get all these things right. If you just go in 4-3-1 with two teams and a one-off defenseman, you just have to get two stacks right. And on these huge slates, there's unless like a chalk team, just a, a chalk line just absolutely nukes the slate, there's usually multiple paths to victory on these massive slates. So you have to get less right the more you correlate. And, you know, if you get two stacks that do well, even if they aren't the quote unquote top stack, you still probably can win because there's so many teams, so many lines that like, so for me, I just, I'm probably going to play a four, three, one tonight just because I don't want to have to worry about getting a third team. Right. As yeah. simple as that is. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. Like it, it, you don't, you don't want to have to uh, thread the needle too, too fine. Uh, when you're playing a single entry like that, um, that's very good advice. Uh, so yeah, single entry, don't get too cute. 20 max, you know, 150s, you're going to have to really cut down your player pool to what you want to play. So let's try to help people with, with that, Josh. Let's get to this first game. We have the Chicago Blackhawks with a 2.1 implied goal total. They're going into Boston. The Bruins have a 3.6 implied goal total. Kevin Lankinen going up against Jeremy Swayman in net. Um, Looks like lines are staying relatively consistent for both teams here, which is something that we haven't really seen a lot from at least the Chicago side this year. Uh, we're seeing 
like not high ownership. Obviously, there aren't going to be a lot of super highly owned lines tonight. But, you know, Boston 2 is coming in around 6%. Boston 1 is coming in around 9%. But it does seem a pretty good matchup for those lines. So what do you think about this game, Josh? Yeah, so initially, there was a couple really big mispricings from goalies on DraftKings. Like the 9K is just egregious. But, like, I'm talking about underpriced. Like Marc-Andre Fleury was 6700 He's not starting tonight. It's Kevin Lankin, and that changes things for me. Obviously, the biggest mispricing is Igor Shesterkin at 7,300. just bananas. Like, if he was 9,000, like, you'd, there would still be an argument to play him. But Peter Morazic, Jack Campbell, 9,000, you know, I'd rather throw myself down a flight of stairs. But, like, Marc-Andre Fleury was in consideration for me at 6,700 because it's so cheap he's going to see volume. But Kevin Lankin, like, that just makes me nervous. And – you know how we always talk about Columbus top line, you know, Patrick Line always screws things up with the numbers. Patty Kane's similar in that regard. Like you look at, um, you know, Debrinkat and Strom with and without Kane, like their numbers are better without Kane. But like Kane's one of those guys who just like his skill doesn't catch up. The numbers don't catch up to his skill. So like you have outliers, you know what I mean? But like that being said, it doesn't really matter if his numbers were good or not. Like these Boston one numbers are ridiculously good. The Strom line is break even, maybe a little bit break even numbers wise. So I think, you know, Boston one's in a really, really good spot tonight. And they're still not super expensive. It's an excellent power play matchup. It is Lankin and not Mark Andre Fleury. So I'm in on Boston one. You want to go to Boston two? I think, you know, that's fine. Like, they project pretty well, but I just – I don't know if I really want to play Hollow here. And, like, Pasternak is the most expensive player on the Bruins, and his minutes have been down. So, I, I think I'd rather just stick to Boston 1 or Boston power play instead of just full stacking line 2. Like, the second line is probably going to get the Taze-Doc-Hagel matchup, which is probably the, the best – defensive line for the Hawks. So, you know, you don't have to get super cute on these slates. So Boston won, uh, Boston power play. On the Hawks side, you know, if I was making 150, I'd probably have some Chicago one. They're coming in with no ownership. They're fully correlated. Like Swayman's been excellent recently, and Boston's a really good defensive team. But, like, that line can go off. We've seen it. Like, they're very reliant on the power play. Boston has a pretty good penalty kill. But again, no ownership. If I was making 150, I'd have like five of 150, and I'd be way over the field. So that's really about it for me on the Hawks. It's a 2.1 total on the road. Yeah, I, I'll i say like in my 20 max, they're just not a consideration yeah. for me. Um, there's just way too many games. Uh, they're on the road in a brutal, brutal matchup going into that Marchand Bergeron uh uh shutdown line. One thing I will say about the Chicago penalty kill is like, with their five on five numbers, it has started to turn around as the season's gone on. Like they're not a dumpster penalty kill. Like they were through the first two months of the season. So like, it, it, it does make me kind of nervous in that sense. Like it's not the automatic slam dunk that it was earlier, but again, Boston won, like they're just, they're just not, they're not giving up anything. Their expected goals against is 1.1 in 80 minutes together. Like it's, they're just not giving anything up. That's why I don't really uh, that's why that Chicago top line is just not a, a factor for me here today. So I agree with you on the Chicago top line. I, I kind of do like that Boston second line. Um, one of the reasons being is uh, like it, 
they're reasonably priced as a, you know, as a middle stack. Um, I could definitely see like Eric Hall maybe getting some extra minutes if this game does get a little bit out of hand. So I think either the top lines are fine. Obviously power play stacking is fine as well, but I think I might lean towards even, even, even strength stacking, sorry, either of these top two lines and either of them are just fine uh, for tonight's slate on the blue line. Um, you know, just not a whole lot that I really want to play out of this game. Seth Jones feels like a decent price at 6K. Like when you look at Noah Dobson being 6K as well on this slate. So like I could kind of see an argument for him if you want to get different in GPPs, like, you know, a 3-1 Chicago win here. He gets a goal with some peripherals. Like he could have a good night. But um, I think this is like the only guy that really, that I really targeted is uh, Derek Forbort from Boston, just because he's been playing 20, 21 minutes of late and he's mid price. So that's my punt. Who you got? Yeah, I it, like not a huge fan of Seth Jones or Charlie McAvoy tonight, but if they happen to get in for correlation reasons, I'm on board. Uh, Jake McCabe, I guess, is a fine punt at 2,700. He'll probably block some shots for you. I agree with Forbort. I just wish, like, I know he gets the minutes. I just don't, well, yeah. Yeah, I'm on board with Forbort if you need a min price punt. I was going to, like, talk myself out of it, but I talked myself into it while talking myself out of it. Yeah, it's just if he was three thousand dollars, I wouldn't be yeah. considering it. It's just the fact that he's a stone man punt. All right, let's get to this next one. Vegas three point six implied goal total going into Buffalo. The Sabers have a two point five implied goal total. Uh, there's some news here. Robin Leonard is injured. He went back to Vegas, so it'll be Laurent Brossois tonight for Vegas in net. Riley Smith is out. We got to talk about these Vegas lines because. Vegas ran a practice with the top line of Eichel, Pacioretty, and Marcheseau. And if Eichel, Pacioretty, and Marcheseau was the actual top line, I would be stacking that here tonight, no question. Well, the problem is, is twofold. One, um, they really haven't done that in their time. Like, Marcheseau jumping to the top line when Mark Stone was injured was just not something that happened, right? And I don't see why they would do it now. You know what I mean? Like, they do everything they can to keep that misfits line together as many players on that line together as they can. The second problem is Danny Webster, uh, one of the beat writers uh, for Vegas tweeted out lines that he thought would be the lineup tonight for Vegas. And that moved Nicholas Roy to the top line and Jonathan Marshall to the second line. Now that's his educated guess, but again, he's a beat writer for Vegas. He would probably know the ins and outs of the coach and that team better than us. And I already thought that it seemed pretty fishy that Marshall was on the top line, considering it's something that they don't, that they don't do. So it kind of worries me uh, here because we have like eight games starting at seven o'clock Eastern. So, and it's not a straight swap to go from Marshall. So uh, to Nicholas Roy either. So, you know, if you uh, have a Marsh, if you have Marshall, so in your stack and he's not on that line, you know, they're still on the same power play together, so it could get there. But I, this looks like it could be a mess to me. What do you think here, Josh? Yeah. At worst, they're on the power play together, right? I, I don't know. Like, why would he practice there if he's not going to play there? Like, that, that would make no sense to me. Well, I think one thing was they just didn't have any bodies. Like, they only had nine – I think it was nine forwards at practice. So, so I don't know. Like, if you're thinking about – building with that Vegas line, I suggest you have a swap ready because you're going to be pretty busy at 630 because there's like most of the games are starting at seven. I, As it is, I like also, Pacioretty. 
I'll just say this real quick. One thing I think you can do is uh, just have Marsha so in your utility. Switch to uh, Shea Theodore. Yeah, and then worst comes to worst, you could just swap down to Shea Theodore, who's $100 cheaper on DraftKings. That's a good idea. I mean, at worst, this might be the biggest house on Narrative Street all season. Eichel coming back to Buffalo after, like, they denied him the surgery you want, which went fine, and he was back earlier than expected. So, <laughs> Mike Harrington's having a stroke somewhere. Um, but, like, I don't know. I, I like Eichel Pacioretty tonight. They're still fairly pri- – like, they haven't been great. But, like, Pacioretty's been in and out of the lineup. Eichel's been playing with God knows who while he was out. So, like – they're starting to get some chemistry. They're going to have a breakout game at some point. You know, they're getting double-digit ownership, but, you know, it's a 3.6 going into Buffalo. Craig Anderson, like, even if they get the Tage Thompson matchup, that line isn't very good defensively. You know, that Thompson line is good offensively, not very good defensively. So, I'm in on Vegas one. I'd have some swaps ready. If Marshall's up there on that top line at warm-ups, like, I'm just, you know, going out of my way to jam them in like it's gonna happen like i don't try to hide who i play really i try like my hat trick picks i've played them every game this season except for three times i'm telling you right now if marshall says on that top line i'm playing vegas one tonight (laughs) (laughs) um that being said i don't really want to like conjecture on the other lines because we just don't know like if it's marshall carson dadnoff i don't mind that line either like they're so cheap and they get two guys on the top power play as well. So I, I would like them as a filler. They're probably going to come in way lower on the top line. And on the Buffalo side, you know, I don't think I'm going to get to Buffalo one in MME. Or in single entry, I'm sorry. But if I was 20 maxing, I'd probably have a little bit of, of uh, Buffalo one here. They're fully correlated. They're not super expensive. The total's low, but, like, the total's always low for Buffalo. And they're pretty top line heavy, especially at home. Um I don't know, like the the Vegas penalty kill like isn't that great. So I kind of do like the Buffalo top line. I just I don't think I'm gonna get there in a single lineup because like on a 13 game slate, stacking the line in 2.5 total just seems you know minus EV. So but I do like them for MMA. Yeah, I don't mind Buffalo one here tonight. Like they're still generating a lot. Like, yeah, you're right. They do give it up defensively, below average defensively by expected goals against, but 3.2 expected goals for for 60 minutes over the last hundred minutes. Like that's just really, really good offensively. Um, I just wonder, you know, whether it's Roy or Marshall on the top line, that's a pretty good top line. Um, I think they could run into some trouble against that Vegas top line. That's the only issue. I think what I might do with Vegas is uh, have two sets of crunches. I'm going to have one set with Marsha. So on the top line, and I'll have another set with Nicholas Roy on the top line. And then when, you know, warmups roll around, we see what the lineups actually are. I'll just upload the one that I need. I, I, I think that's the only way I can really approach that. Um, so, I mean, that it doesn't really give us a whole lot to do with Vegas too, because you're in the same situation with that line as well. So I'm with you Vegas one. Um, Buffalo two kind of interests me the Olufsen Okposo middle stat line because Olufsen Okposo not a huge sample but they've been pretty high paced together when they have skated and you know Vegas is going through some injuries especially up front right now so for the best TV viewing experience witness the coziest maroons the most vibrant and brightest moons the eeriest and darkest tombs and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, 
more wow than ever. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I don't think I'll get there. You don't need Buffalo 2 on a on a 13-game slate, uh, but they are kind of interesting to me at least you know if you want to one-off somebody but it's mainly Vegas one for me out of this game on the blue line uh we talked about Shea Theodore earlier he's running what looks to be a loaded top power play unit now and he's also been skating 24 minutes a night so seems like a pretty good defenseman to use here on the Buffalo side um you know we always talk pretty much just play Dolan unless um unless uh if you're correlating sorry nobody really else nobody else really sticking out I guess if you want to go to like uh, I was going to say, if you want to go to our good buddy, uh, Casey Fitzgerald, uh, he's down on the third pair. I think someone like Samuelson or Bryson, if you want to get some blocks in, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, like, I always get questions about Henry, Mikey Anderson, Jokey Harju, but like, I just, I just answered the question by saying his middle name, Mikey Anderson, pretty, pretty dead minutes there. Like, I'd rather just, you know, go to a min price punt with a little bit higher ceiling. Like Robert Haig, if you want block shots, even though he's on the third pair, he's probably live for a block bonus. But like, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of using Buffalo defensemen. I agree. Um, I see a super chat from Nino's Hannah. Thank you very much for the $5 super chat. We appreciate that. It says, love the work you two are doing. Thank you. Um, question. When using an expensive top line to build your team, do you go to a two-man to save salary cap space? One thing I typically do, like if I have a, a really, really expensive top line, like a 23K top line on DraftKings, is usually I'll look for cheap goalie, cheap uh, defenseman correlating. So like, you know, just for example, if I was using a super expensive line tonight, like something you could do is like uh, Craig Anderson from Buffalo and then add in Jacob Bryson. And then you're getting your D and your goalie for like, you know, 9,500 or whatever it is. Uh and that saves you a lot of room for your secondary stack plus another defenseman. Um, other than that, um, you're, I don't, I, I mean, using two mans is fine. I use them all the time, but I, I, I think I would be more apt to go two man plus a defenseman or something like that. What do you think? Yeah. If you're using an expensive line, they're generally an elite line. And I don't like leaving players off an elite line. I think if you're going to two man, you, you two man, the cheaper lines where you can leave off a third wheel or something like that. There's ways to find savings. You use min price defensemen. You use cheap goalies like Scott Wedgwood's min price tonight starting against the Leafs, 6,500. I didn't even realize that until right now. What a scene. But like they're like elite lines, I don't want to leave off a player unless I have to. Because I'll just use Pit One for example. Like who are you going to leave off? Crosby? 
he's going to have a three-point night. You can leave off Rust, he's going to have a hat trick. You leave off Gensel, he's going to have a five-point night. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to have that, like, oh, man, I played pit one, but I left off the guy who hit the, you know, hit the all the bonuses. So if I was going to leave a guy off, it would be, you know, someone with, like, a third wheel. Yep, uh, I agree. Uh, Arizona, 2.3 implied goal total going into Toronto. The Leafs have a 4.4 implied goal total. Uh, honestly, really not a lot to say here. Uh, Austin Matthews has been on an ungodly tear of late. Uh, 36 goals in 37 games. Six goals in his last three, I believe. Uh, new lines new lines for Toronto. Nick Robertson and Andre Kasha onto the second line with John Tavares. Willie Nylander, just when he thought he was out, they pulled him right back into a line with Alex Kerfoot down on the third line. I mean, I mean, maybe this works out, but all it makes me want to do is just play Toronto one. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, not Toronto one. Like, they've just been nasty recently. Like, they've been so good. Um, I guess what you could do is – if you want to leave off bunting, you add in Nylander because I think he's a really good one off tonight being down on the third line. I know he's been struggling, but he's going to get that top power play time. He's going to be pretty low on because he's playing with, you know, boat anchors the size of Rhode Island. So, like, I don't want to, like, full stack that line. But if you want to include him into a power play stack, I think that's fine. But for me, this is Toronto one. Also, like, Arizona's been shooting 27% at five on five the last three games. Like, there's no way that continues. But again, this is the Leafs, and they can't stop anything recently. They've been scoring a lot of goals, but woo, doggy, have they been giving them up too. So, like, do I want to play Arizona tonight? No, they're overpriced. But is Nick Schmaltz going to have, like, a four-point game for the 38th game in a row? Maybe. Like, that line is 13-7. There's no ownership, and they're getting the Matthews line. So, I'm just hoping that's enough to keep them off the board here because like if Arizona nukes the slate again, like besides Josh Anderson winning all the money and I'll be happy for him, I'm going to cry. Um, so for me, this is a Toronto one game. You want to add in a Tavares, want to add in the Nylander. I think that's fine. Like I don't want to play that second line at that ownership. Like yeah, and Robertson and Kasha are cheap, but like they have no sample together. Tavares has been rough recently. Nylander's, the best winger he plays with. So like Kasha's a step down despite him being good. So this is a Toronto one or Toronto power player bust for me. Yeah. The Toronto second line, we have them coming in with a lot of ownership, 10% uh, ownership on the slate. Obviously it's a fact of just them being really cheap and uh, being in such a good spot. Um, but when you give me, you know, a 10% line, a 10% second line that I don't think is anywhere near elite. And like, are we, do we, do we have any confidence Kasha and Robertson are going to start and finish the game on that line? Like, I don't, I, I could easily see Willie Nylander jumping back up to the second line during the second period. So uh, yeah, right back to the top line, utter dominance of late 65% of the, of the scoring chances in their last 100 minutes together. There's a reason uh, why they've been crushing teams. So uh, yeah, I am back in uh, on uh, Toronto one here tonight. Uh, I will say like the Arizona penalty kill has gotten better, um, but it's still not great. And that's another big advantage for Toronto here is like their power plays typically been amazing this year. So uh, yeah, right back to Toronto one. I know they're expensive, but like you said earlier, I think this is a case where I'd try to find a way to three man stack them uh, and then try to find your savings elsewhere. Uh, 
on the Arizona side, like the top line, I the top line has both been running hot, but it's also been kind of fine. You know what I mean? Like um, hundred minutes together, three point three expected goals for, two point eight against. Like they're carrying the play by expected goal share at least. It's just you know pretty high paced. Uh, so you know if you're one fifty-ing, I can definitely see getting to some Arizona one here tonight at absolutely no ownership. But uh, will not going there. Will not be going there in my twenty maxes. On the blue line, I wrote up Dyson Mayo in the power plays article this morning for DraftKings. He's down to a reasonable price at thirty-one hundred. Very much uh, in play for shot blocking. He blocks almost two shots a game. So getting three doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility in this matchup. Uh, I guess on the Leaf side, if you want to go punty type again with Timothy Lilligren, I think that's okay, but that's about it for me. Yeah, I agree. Mayo or Riley and correlated Lilligren's fine. Like I'm not going out of my way to get the extra correlation with Lilligren. I'd like if I have a if I like someone better in that price range, I'm gonna play him, but he's fine. I was looking forward to playing King Carl of the Melka in Me this. Me too. But they, they're starting Scott Wedgwood, so. He's min price on DraftKings. I mean, that's the thing. Like, he could even give up four goals and still get there, um, still be a reasonable price. I I don't have the stones for that. I'll tell you that. Yes. Much. If Igor wasn't at 7,300, it'd be more of a conversation. Yeah, I, I agree with that. All right, let's get to Seattle with a 2.7 applied goal total. Going into Ottawa, the Sens have a 2.9 implied goal total. Um, Drake Batherson was at morning skate, but he's not going to play. They said he's not going to play probably for at least another week. Uh, Connor Brown is a game-time decision for Ottawa. He had been skating on the top line. Um, they said if he doesn't play, Tyler Ennis will be in the lineup, but they didn't say he would go to the top line. I mean, we've seen Zach Sanford there. I, we've seen Adam Gaudet there. Like, I don't think there's really any telling what exactly the top line is going to look like at warm-up if Connor Brown doesn't play. Um, on the Seattle side, you know, they're starting to play a little bit better. At least the goaltending hasn't been absolutely atrocious. And, you know, the top line's not that expensive, and it's not a bad matchup going into Ottawa. Uh, what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean – I kind of like that top line for the Sens. The problem is their minutes are way down. I don't know why. It's been like that for like eight games. where They're playing like 14 to 17 minutes. And I don't know why. I don't know if I want to spend that price for 15 minutes. That being said, they can get it done in those 15 minutes. I'd rather, you know, lock in guaranteed 18 to 22 minutes at that price, but you know, I, I'll wait and see if Connor Brown's there because if Connor Brown's there, I'll probably like them more because if he's out, it's going to be Sanford or it's going to be Nick Paul or I don't, I don't, I don't even know. But like, I do like Norris Kachuk. I just worry about their minutes. Um, that second line for Manson Stutzel Gaudet's interesting. I like their power play correlation isn't great, but they're very cheap. Could be a decent filler tonight on the Seattle side. I kind of like that Morgan Geeky is with McCann Eberle because Eberle is a really good play driver and Geeky's kind of just a shooter at this point. So like, it's kind of an interesting mix here. So I don't mind that top line. There's no ownership on them. It is the senators. You know what I mean? Like I like the centers offensively. I do not like the senators defensively. So and I'm glad like Marcus Johansson got sent off that line. I think, you know, giving Geeky a shot there, or someone, else the shot there is like Appleton would be fine up there so I'm, I'm kind of interested in that top line they're very cheap I don't know if I'll get to them one to three but you know in 20 max 150 max I'll take a shot at them as a filler 
also don't mind the Gord Appleton Blackwell line if you need like super super cheap. Like Yanni Gord's been playing really well recently. Um, so I don't know if you need to get there on a 13 game slate, but like if you need to pluck like a guy with no ownership for really cheap, you know, don't mind an Appleton or a Gord. Yeah, that's Seattle one line. Not a big sample. They're about four games worth, but they played well. 62 shot attempts for 55 against. That's a 53% shot attempt share. They're also controlling 53% of the scoring chances. Like Ottawa's top line without Connor Brown or Drake Batherson there has been pretty bad. And that's not an exaggeration. Like the top line without Brown or Batherson is at a 37% scoring chance share. So far this season, that's just absolutely atrocious. Now, I think part of that was when Zach Sanford was there and was dragging down the numbers. But, um, you know, I don't suspect that, you know, somebody like Tyler Ennis or Adam Gaudet jumps up there that it's going to be a whole lot better. So, you know, you talked earlier about two mans, Jordan, uh, Jordan Eberle and uh, Jeremy Can. I don't mind that as two man full stack the whole line because Geeky's cheap as well. So I think that's one of the top line fillers uh, people can look here tonight. Not sure you need to in, in single entry or something like that, but uh, they're in consideration for me in my 20 maxes as well as 150s. Um, on the Ottawa side, there's just not a lot for me here. Like, like I said, the top line is like the top line has been struggling, and I just looked up their minutes. Their last six games, the only three Ottawa forwards playing over 17 minutes a game are Connor Brown, Tim Stutzla, and Nick Paul. Those guys are all on three different lines. Do you know what I mean? And none of them are Kachuk or Norris. Like they're playing 60, like you said, 60 minutes a game. I no, uh, it's just, a, it's just a pass for me. I'd rather play Seattle one uh, than Ottawa win here tonight uh, on the blue line. Not a whole lot uh, really to speak of. Like, I guess Shabbat at 6,100 is kind of a fine price. Like he can definitely get there by himself without the team really having a monster night here. Uh, Carson Susie's starting to get priced up a little bit at 3,200. Nobody really sticking out to me in this game. What do you think? Yeah, there's no one um, itching to play. Like, Zub, I guess, is fine, but I wish he was cheaper. Zaitsev is fine. I wish just wish he was cheaper. Even Nick Holden, 3K, like, fine, but I wish he was cheaper. So i probably just look elsewhere. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, we are excited to announce the launch of our Best Bets Discord channel. Click the link below to subscribe to our channel and you you will receive best bets daily uh, for the NBA and college basketball from our projection models with complete analysis from our team of experts led by Alex Baker himself. Until March 17th, you can get a discount on these bets when you use the coupon, let me see, hashtag, let me see those picks in Discord, which will get you full access for only $15. Now's the time to get best bets just in time for March Madness. Click that link below for today's games i i'm not a huge basketball guy but march madness i i just love this time of year so uh maybe i should uh, be clicking through and uh starting to make some bets uh, through our discord i because i'll be listening to those guys i will not be listening to myself uh all right let's get to this next game minnesota 3.9 implied gold total they're going into detroit the red wings have a 2.8 implied gold total it we finally got there it took about 55 games, but Jeff Blashill is Jeff Blashilling the hell out of the Detroit Red Wings right now. Um, he's blown up their lines. Vladimir Nemestikov, Vladislav Nemestikov, sorry, is back on the top line uh, with Dylan Larkin and Lucas Raymond. Um, Bertuzzi, Suter, and Fabry uh, looks to be uh, the second line again as they were in their last game, and that means a third line of Vrana, Jovalino, 
and Philip Zadina. Now, one of my criticisms of Blas Hill over the years, especially on the power play, had been that they try to spread it out too thin to try to, you know, spread across, spread the scoring, uh, let's say. Um, but they didn't have enough good players to do it. I think this is a case where they want to see what they have in Joe Valeno as a prospect, you know, as their season's winding down or something like that. They want to see, you know, maybe they're showcasing the Mesnikov for a trade or whatever. But it's just really, they're really frustrating Detroit lines. And it's not even a bad matchup with Minnesota coming in town. Like, I think even with these atrocious lines, there's, there's still stuff to play on both sides. What do you think here, Josh? Yeah, like, I don't know. Verona, Valeno, Zadina could be a good line. It's just really frustrating. Like one game in, Blast Hill is just like, wow. It was kind of, you know, bingo ball. Like, I just, I hate, like, I like Nemestikov. I just hate that he's with Larkin and Raymond. Yeah, in fairness, they did get their brains absolutely beat in by Arizona 9-2. to So I'm surprised that, you know, he's even allowed to coach this team anymore. But anyways. Knows who he has on the ownership group. Anyway. Um, I don't know. Ryan Hartman back on the top power play now. I like Minnesota one here. Uh, with these lines, they're either going to see the Larkin line or they're going to see Adam Ernie, Rasmussen, and Gagne, I think, would be my guess. I would guess it's the Larkin line. Yeah. I'll even – I'll give Blas Hill enough credit to not send out his fourth line against Minnesota one here. <laughs> is that too much credit? <laughs> uh, well, anyway, either 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 way, it's a positive matchup for Minnesota one here. They're fully correlated on the power play. Hartman being on that top power play definitely helps ease the pain of full stacking them. Um, you know, their prices have come down a little bit. They are fairly high owned for a 13-game slate, but it's a 3.9 total. So in our Minnesota one. I'm in on Minnesota too. Like I know Baldy's off the top power play now, but like him and Fiala have been so good together at five on five. Um, there really isn't a matchup concern here. You know, the wings lines are at best break even. So I, I do like Minnesota too here. I do like Joe Arksnack as a one-off. It doesn't even matter what matchup he gets. Like he's on the top power play. So my favorite line on the wild side is the top line though. On the wing side, I think I would do some sort of power play stack if I was going to do anything, do like Lark and Raymond Bertuzzi go like old school Detroit one here because the Wild do take a lot of penalties and their penalty kill isn't great. So I don't like this matchup from a five on five perspective, but I think they can score on the on the penalty on the power play. And it is a 2.8 total. It's not like they're getting disrespected with a 2.1. 2.8 is fine for them. So I do some sort of power play stack or just, you know, just straight up go Detroit to, you know, leave off Suter, add in Larkin, something like that. I don't know. But I don't think I'm going to get there in one to three, regardless. There's, it's more of an MME thing. Yeah. The only line that I really have interest in from the Detroit side is the second line, uh, Suter, uh, Bertuzzi, and Fabry. Uh, very reasonably priced. They're going to go into that Minnesota two line and the Minnesota second line, their numbers have been sliding. Uh, they had a really good first five or six games. Their defensive numbers have started to slide. They're only controlling 48% of the scoring chances in their last 100 minutes together. I think Detroit 2 can take advantage of that. So Detroit 2 is one of the fillers that I will at least be considering here tonight. 
Um, but it, this is a Minnesota one game for me. Um, as you mentioned with Hartman back on the top line, it, it adds a different dimension, adds a higher upside to that line, um, especially in this matchup uh, in here against Detroit. So, and they're coming in, you know, reasonably owned, reasonably priced and everything. Uh, no, absolutely no problems getting to Minnesota one here tonight. So with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, that's kind of where I am on this. Like This particular iteration of Detroit 1 with Nemestikov there is not good. 46% of the scoring chances. Like, that's just not good. Um, How many playmakers? Yeah, conversely, Minnesota ones at 55% of the scoring chances. They should be able to get the run here tonight. So Minnesota one uh, in this game, I like maybe some Detroit two if you need a filler. I'm not going to say no to people uh, going to Minnesota two as a filler. Um, I just think there are other spots uh, on that line or on this slate that I'd rather go to. I'd rather just play Minnesota one here. Uh, on the blue line, I don't play Detroit defenseman. And on the Minnesota side, like some of their guys are fine. Like, you know, Bro- Brodine and Dumba and those guys are all playing 22, 23 minutes. Like that's okay. But I, I think it's just uh, correlating or move along for me. Yeah. I I'm in full agreement there. Like Maury Cedar, 6,400. Why? Like I get it, but like, why? <laughs> yeah. It, it just seems like a, a fairly high price uh, for a guy in this matchup. Let's get to this next game. Philly 2.4 implied goal total going into Florida. The Panthers have a 4.2 implied goal total. Um, doesn't look like there's going to be any line changes here, at least none that I've seen. People might be surprised at this, but Max Mammon on the top line for Florida, like that particular iteration has been pretty good for the Panthers. Uh, 46 scoring chances per 60 minutes, which is just absolutely insane. Uh, controlling 64% of the shot attempts. Um they're probably going to go into the closure Giroux line though. And that, you know, that could be a tougher matchup. And that just leads us to one of our favorite lines uh, right back to Florida too. I think for me, what do you think about this game? Yeah. Broken record time. Florida two is my favorite line in this game. If you want to leave off Bennett and add in Barkov, I think that is perfectly fine. Like power play stacking is fine here. That's where, like, yeah, the Flyers are a better team than they were a few months ago, but, like, they still have issues on the penalty kill. Carter Hart, 6,600, coming off a 40-save win. Like, these goalie prices are just extreme one or the other. So, like, yeah, I'm fine with Florida 2. I'm fine with Florida 1, but I think, like, I want to get Barkov in my lineup. That's something we talk both talked about, like, getting Barkov in the lineup, and I think you do that. You leave off Bennett, add in... Barkov, go Barkov, Huberto, Duclair. It's it's expensive, but there's enough around. Like, there's enough cheap stuff that you can play. 
that you can do it comfortably. Or if you want to leave off Bennett, add in like Reinhardt for a three wing power play one. I think that's fine. I, you know, I mean, like, so Florida two, Florida power play on the flyer side. They're just, these lines just give me heartburn. Like, there's just nothing I want to full stack here. And I don't know if I want a one-off on this massive slate in a 2.4 total on the road. So if I had to go to a line, it would probably be the second line. But, like, you're going to get the Barkov matchup, and Derek Broussard does nothing for me. So probably out on the flyers tonight. Yeah, I... I think if there's anything I'd go to, it would be the Konechnin, Lodney, uh, Limblom line, just because that Florida second line, you know, they do tend to give up scoring chances, uh, not a, an elite defensive line by any means, um, but they are still pretty good. I, it's just, I think there are other spots I would probably rather go to. It's not as if, you know, Philly wants, you know, sorry, the Konechny, Lawton, Limblom line is super cheap. So, you know, if you want a two-man or something like that, to get a really cheap two man, uh, you know, we talked earlier about fitting in with more expensive, super expensive stack. I think that's okay, but um, I will probably be out uh, on the flyers entirely in this game. For me, uh, it is about Florida too. Uh, they're controlling 57% of the scoring chances in their last 50 minutes together. Um, they're really, really good coming in with uh, low, like reasonably low ownership. We have them at about 4% between four and 5%. Um, you know, price is a factor in that, but uh this is a pretty good matchup, especially you talk about uh, you talk about the power play for Florida, the penalty kill for the Flyers dead last in the NHL uh, by expected goals against over the last six weeks. They're also in the bottom five by actual goals against for 60 minutes. <laughs> Sorry about that, Mike. So, uh, yeah, the Flyers PK, not very good at all. Uh, so I do like, uh, you know, Florida power play. If you want to do that, get some Barkov in there. But I definitely do like Florida too. Uh, on the blue line, do we believe in a uh, contract bump for Rasmus Ristolainen? I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's, like, I always say I'll play Mackenzie Wiegar uh, at his mid-price. He's like a Jacob Truba to me. I don't mind playing him, uh, even if he's 5,600. But other than correlating, I don't think I'm playing a defenseman here. What do you think? I would just say, like, the Flyers gave up a first and a second to Rasmus Ristolainen, which was insane. And they doubled down and gave him a five-by-five. Five. Like, that is just bananas. Anyway, um, yeah, it's Uyghur Ekblad for me. Good ass is over 3K now, so I probably just find the extra. Trescientos mangos for Gustav Forsling, but that's really about it. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, another super chat uh, from Wolf Girl, a $5 super chat. Thank you very much for that. It says, thank you, guys. You are wonderful examples of the human male species. Keep up uh, the amazing work. Uh, like, I think that compliment might be going a little bit too far, but I will take it. Thank you very much. She had another good night last night. Uh, tie for third in the $5 single entry. Took down another winner take yeah, all. And she puts up with all of our crap in Discord. Like, we talk about some ridiculous things, and she just rolls with the punches. So, yeah. So, yeah. Great. Uh, she's doing, had, had a great season so far uh, in the NHL. Let's hope uh, she can keep it going. I imagine she will because she's probably better than us than at this point. Uh, this next game is a dandy. Winnipeg, 3.6 implied goal total. Going into New Jersey, the Devils have a 3.4 implied goal total. No Nico Hishier for the Jets here, or for the Devils here tonight, rather. Um, that kind of leaves a fairly sizable hole uh, on their checking line, on that second line there. But 
you know, we're still seeing a very high total here for them. A similarly high total for Winnipeg. Eric Comrie is going to be starting for the Jets, not Connor Hellebuck. Um, that does change things a little bit, I, I think, for most people. What do you think about this game, Josh? Yeah, so let's start with the Devils first. I, with Keisher out, I would imagine the Hughes line is going to get the Shifley matchup. And that's good for Mr. Hughes. Um, like, I, I I like that line. I just wish it had better correlation for the power play. I think you can still stack that line. They're coming in around 8%, which is a little bit higher than I wanted. But I think if you full stack that line, you'll get them pretty, like, at a lower percentage. Uh, you want to go to that second line? I think that's fine as well. I just, like, you see the ownership on, on Devils, too. It's, like, one of the highest own lines we have on the slate. So if that's anywhere close to accurate, I'm probably just going to fade them on principle. Like, I don't want to, you know, like 18, like I'll play 18% lines, but not Thomas, Tomas Tatar, Pavel Zaka, and Jesper Bratt on a 13 game slate. Like there are limits to my madness. And I think that's one of them. So for me, Devils won. And then when you get to Winnipeg, you know, what do you do here? <laughs> you know, Hodor. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, I'm not playing Winnipeg one. Like, I just can't. Like, they're just not good five on five. You know, that's a decent power play matchup. So, if you want to, you know, power play stack, that's fine. If I was going to go to Winnipeg line here, it's going to be that uh, second line Connor Dubois, Svechnikov. Like, Svechnikov's price hasn't moved, he's been pretty good there. Um, you know, they're going to get that second line without Heischer, which is an advantage for them. So I think you can go to Winnipeg two here. You can even go to Winnipeg three. Um, Cop and Ehlers are really good together. So I'm fine with Winnipeg three as well. I don't know how much I'll be getting to this game, despite a seven total in one to three, though. The ownership on New Jersey is concerning. It is pretty high. What I will say is that if you're concerned about ownership, this is a pretty good power play spot for the Devils as well. Um, Winnipeg is a bottom 10 team over the last six weeks by both expected goals against and time shorthanded. Um, that's pretty bad for any penalty kill whenever, you know, they're performing poorly and taking a lot of penalties. So if you're worried about ownership, like you can do like a Hughes, Brat, Severson um, stack or something like that, or Hughes, plus the second line or Hughes, Zach, Brad, whatever you want to do. There are ways to get a little bit different if you're worried about that high ownership. But the thing is, it'll be tough to get away from because they are cheap. And this is a good matchup, uh, especially with Eric Comrie. Now, you talk about Winnipeg's top line, 3.1 expected goals against in their last 100 minutes together, 3.8 actual goals against. Like, they are porous defensively. That's why, like, I think I might even I might even try to get some power play stacks for the Devils. Like, I do try to fade the chalk. I just don't see this as like necessarily bad chalk. You know what I mean? Like, the Devils. I think I think the Devils' second line, even without issue there, uh, can be fine because Brad has legitimately vaulted himself as to one of the top end uh, five on five producers in hockey on the wing. So. Um, I still kind of like that Devils second line. If you want a Devils power play, that's fine. On the Winnipeg side, it's Winnipeg two for me. Connor Dubois, Svechnikov, they're going to get a fair bit of the Hughes line. Hughes line, very good offensively. Also, very porous defensively. 34 scoring chances against per 60 minutes. That's well below average. Um, I think that Winnipeg two line 
just fine here as well. On the blue line, the to- <laughs> the matchup, I, I the matchup is probably gonna could get to some people to Dougie Hamilton because they are expecting a lot of goals, but he's only been playing 20 minutes of late. Like 20 minutes a night is uh, not a lot to pay off a $6,500 price tag on DraftKings. Um, what do you think about defensemen here? Yeah, I don't know if I get to Dougie because he's not on the top power play. Like I'd rather just save the 2200 and play Graves. You know what I mean? So like I'm fine with Graves, Severson if you're doing power play stuff. Maybe even Siegenthaler for a punt. On the Winnipeg side, Brendan Dillon min pr- or Dylan DeMello is a min price punt. And that's about it. Uh, yeah, uh, that's about it for me. Uh, we have Gardner with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer that gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below. Deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you've played in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you'd like to speed up the process of getting access, email support at osmo.com, and we'll get you set up right away. You can also claim a free $10 of site credit by clicking the link in the video description below, and that can be used to enter any Yahoo contest, including tonight's $5,000 NHL baller. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. All right. Colorado, 3.2 implied goal total. Carolina, 3.2 implied goal total. Sam Gerrard not playing for Colorado here tonight. He's got a lower back injury. I imagine that means a million minutes for uh, McCarr and Taves. Um, I wrote up Miko Rantanen in the Power Plays article. Colorado won. Um, if you look at our top, well, the first subscribers can look at our top stacks tool. We have Colorado won as one of the better leverage spots on the entire slate. And Carolina won for as good as they are offensively, they aren't very good defensively. Like they're uh, near 3.0 expected goals against per 60 minutes. That's not good whatsoever. What do you think about this? Surprised at the totals in this game. Like I'm not surprised it's the six and a half. I'm surprised it's 3.2, 3.2. I was expecting like three and a half to three in favor of the Avalanche. I don't know. The total's low for the Avs, which is keeping the ownership down on McKinnon and Ranton. We always undershoot some of these studs sometimes. It just happens. Like, people just one off them. They just plug them in because they recognize the name. So if we have them right now around 4%. If they're going to – maybe if they come in like 7, 8, I still think it's fine. Like like you said, that Carolina top line is very good offensively, but they play to a very high pace and give up a lot of chances. And, like, McKinnon, Ranton, matchup proof. If you're gonna get me, if you're gonna give me low own McKinnon Ranton in this matchup, again, it's Ranta, and he's had an up and down season. If it was Freddie, like I'd be like, you know what, Freddie's been really good this season. Ranta, on the other hand, in his spare minutes, not great. So I'm very in on Colorado one tonight. Um, you want to go to Colorado too? I think that's fine as well. Like Carolina has a very very good penalty kill. They do take a fair bit of penalties though. So I don't know if you need to power play stack, but like that second line is getting no ownership. And they're they're like 17-7. I think they're more of an MME thing. For one to three, Colorado won definitely in heavy consideration. Um, on the Carolina side, I don't know if I'll get to Carolina one in one to three, just because this is a really tough matchup. But getting that line fully correlated around two and a half, three percent is um, is something I'm interested in in MME. Not a great matchup, but again, they can score. They're kind of matchup proof. So 
in on them in 20 max to 150. Uh, that's really about it on the Carolinas. Like, I like both top lines in this game, but in one to three, I think it's the Colorado side for me. Yeah, I agree with you. Not going to go too much further in that. Uh, check out my thoughts at the power play. In the power plays article at osmo.com, I wrote up uh, Miko Rantan and, and talked about this matchup. Exactly. Um, on the blue line, you know, I think Ryan Murray might get some more minutes uh, for Colorado. I don't know how those minutes are honestly going to shake out on the blue line, but um, I think Taves is just fine uh, at his price. He's in that Uyghur range for me or McCarr. Yeah, I like. I really do like that top pair if you can't get there. I think either punt with Ryan Murray or Eric Johnson, it, like, it doesn't feel great either way. On the Carolina side, nothing really I would punt. Like, Brett Pesci's fine at 3,800. I just wish he was, like, low threes, not high threes. Yep. Uh, let's get to our next game. Columbus, 2.5 implied gold total. Going in to New York to face the Islanders. The Islanders have a 3.2 implied gold total. It crossed my mind earlier tonight, uh, earlier today, sorry, to play uh, some Islanders one, but it appears I'm not alone in that assessment as they are one of the most uh, over leveraged lines that we have on this slate. Um, they are playing well. It is a good matchup against Columbus one, but it is really high ownership. What do you think? Yeah. And they're super cheap though. That's the thing. You know what I mean? They're like 12 and change. So you can fit them in with the expensive stacks. Um, you know, them and Kings one, which we'll get to later around the same price. And they're both going to be pretty high owned because I think a lot of people are going to jam in these expensive lines. That being said, like they're going to get the line a matchup and we've talked about it ad nauseum. You attack that matchup. So I think, you know, it's fine. Just be aware of what you're doing. Like, I don't think ownership's a huge deal on this slate. Just be aware of what you're doing. So like, I'm fine with owners one. I don't know if I'm going to get there. Like, if they were, like, 6 7%, I'd be happier with that. But, like, they had been playing well. So, I'm fine with them. Um, okay with the second line. Not a huge fan of them, though. On the Columbus side, I think it would be that second line. Voracek, Rosovic, Bjorkstrand for me. They're very cheap. They're an interesting filler, especially in MME. You want to go to the top line, fine. I'm just, you know, I just... I'm I'm line eight out right now, but I yeah. think they're fine. Yeah, I am out on the cl- on the top. I'm out on Columbus entirely. It's just a bad matchup. They're not good lines. Uh, I'd just rather play Sorokin and Net uh, for the Islanders, honestly. Uh, on the Islanders side, I do like that top line, but they are coming in with very high ownership. So I think you can probably fade this game entirely. Like I'm not playing that second line. That second line just playing at a really really slow pace, especially just uh, Pajot and Palmieri. So. Um, I think the top line definitely is fine as a filler. Just beware um, of some ownership here. But again, um, on such a large slate, I don't think you really have to worry about being duplicated. I mentioned the Islanders defenseman and their prices uh, earlier. I don't think there's anybody playable. Honestly, I think Noah Dobson is the most playable Islanders defenseman here in this game. And I actually will probably play some Noah Dobson here tonight uh, in this matchup. Good peripherals, can score, et cetera, et cetera. What do you think? Yeah. Dobson, can't get to Dobson. I think Pulak's fine. I'd rather play Pulak than go high threes for Pelic or Mayfield. On the Columbus side, not really much there. You want to punt Andrew Peak for some block shots. I guess it's fine. I just worry about the Hunters generating those shots to block. Uh, Rangers, 2.7 implied gold total. Going into St. Louis, the Blues have a 2.9 implied gold total. We have some new St. Louis lines. Of course we have some new St. Louis lines. Braden Shen, Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron. 
on the top line. Brandon Saad down to the third line with Ivan Barbashev. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, Rangers top six looks uh, fairly steady. Um, we talked about Igor Shesterkin and his price uh, on DraftKings as a goalie here today. Definitely in play uh, in net. Uh, I wrote up Brian Strom in the Power Plays article. My reasoning being... That St. Louis second line, Kairou, Thomas, and Tarasenko has been pretty good offensively this year. Uh, but conversely, they give up a lot defensively. So, like, they generate 34 scoring chances per 60 minutes, which is really good. But they also give up 33 per 60 minutes, which is bad. So, I think that Rangers second line is fine to full stack here. And I'm seeing them with no ownership. I'd rather see Jordan Bennington in net than Billy Husso. Uh, but it is one of those fillery type lines that I am looking at here tonight. What do you think? Yeah, if I had to play lines from this game, it'd be second lines on both teams. But really, like, it's an MME thing for me, 20 to 150. You want to go to the Rangers' top line in MME, I think that's fine. They've been okay. Like, I worry about the O'Reilly Perron matchup. It's just, you know, Rangers already bad, five on five. You get a really slow-paced, good defensive line. Just seems bad. So, like, it's the second lines for me. But really, I like the goalies on both sides. Yeah, um, I do like uh, I do like Shesterkin, especially. I will mention, like, the Rangers have a pretty bad penalty kill, but it's Shesterkin that saves them, right? So, you know, we do talk about the St. Louis uh, second power play unit, how it has been better than the top power play unit. So, you know, I think if you want to, you know, just two-man Cairo and Thomas uh, from the second line, I think that's fine. Um, but I, I, I think the Rangers, it's the Rangers second line that I like the most in this game, but like at least over on DK, 12,300 coming in at like 1%. Um, I will absolutely take that. I might set a season high in Dryden Hunt ownership personally uh, for me here tonight. Please don't run out and go in and slam uh, the Rangers in a 2.7 total on the road. It's just because I think um, this could be a matchup going into that uh, blue second line. So just at least consider them. Uh, like, Dryden Hunt's fine there. Like, he shouldn't be a top six player, but he can at least hang. He's not, like, some I mean, awful. They're a 51% scoring yeah. line, just like the St. Louis second line is. So I see this as a pretty even matchup, and they're coming in very, very cheap with no ownership. So yep. that, that's kind of what my reasoning is here. On the blue line, like, I know we, we kind of talk about how Keandre Miller doesn't really do a lot, but he's stone min price 2,500. You know, he's not 2,900 or 3,100 or something like that. So I guess on DK, he could be fine. Marco Scandella's back for the Blues. That's another reason why I like the Rangers here tonight because he's been <laughs> like, I'm sorry, he's bad. Yeah. He's been awful all year. Yeah. So, um, Justin Falk, he's been playing like 24 minutes a game of late. I always say I don't mind playing Justin Falk, but um, probably no, not much for D in this game. Yeah, I'm out on the Blues defenseman. If I had a punt on the Rangers side, it'd be Keandre Miller, Min Price, or Ryan Lindgren at 2,900. All right. Get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there with an Osmo Plus weekly pass for 29. 95. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, our top stacks, 
our lineup builder, and a whole lot more. Of course, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS, then you can sign up for one of our Osmo Plus NHL packages for as low as $3.95 a week. Please note that Fantasy Cruncher is an add-on and can be easily added on to any of these packages at checkout, but it is not included in our base package. However, it is a very valuable addition to your DFS arsenal for anyone looking to multi-enter contests. So stop guessing, start winning, and join Osmo Plus today. We have a few games left to go through, about 15 minutes left in the show. Um, if everybody in the chat could, please throw us a thumbs up, click that like button. It helps us click the subscribe button, especially as I mentioned earlier, those subscriptions help grow this channel and keep these shows coming on a regular basis. And of course, uh, special shout out to our sponsor, Yahoo. Um, they've been good to us. And if you'd like uh, to get some free money for Yahoo and you haven't played over there before, we have a special giveaway for first time Yahoo users. Just click through in the link below this video. All right, Anaheim, 2.4 implied goal total. Going into Nashville, the Predators have a 3.3 implied goal total. Jakob Silverberg, Ryan Getzlaff, and Isaac Lunderstrom all out for the Ducks here tonight. They didn't have a morning skate, so we don't know exactly what the lineup is going to look like. I assume Milano, Zegras, and Raquel stays together. I'm not sure about the rest of the lineup. I mean, Comtois, Henrik, and Terry have been playing together, so it's a good bet that they stay together. But again, no morning skate. We just don't know for sure. On the Predators' side, Ryan Johansson remains on the top line. Um, neither goalie confirmed that I've seen yet. Um, I assume it's going to be John Gibson against UC Saros. Sorry, Saros has been confirmed. I assume John Gibson's going to start as well. Um, I don't know, just not much that really interests me. What do you think? Yeah, like I don't really like this game, but Gibson's been awful recently. Ducks penalty kill also awful. So like. I don't mind Nashville one here tonight, even with Johansson. If you want to leave him off and, you know, go three-man like Forsberg, Duchesne, Yossi, I think that's fine. Like, the Ducks just have not been able to stop giving up goals. So, like, I think you got to consider at least the top line here. I do really like Yossi again tonight. But, like, on the Ducks side, like, outside of maybe taking a shot on the Ducks top line in MME, there's just nothing there. Yeah, I was kind of looking at Milano, Zegers, and Raquel uh, a little bit because uh, they have been, in their last game at least, they sent out Tolman and Granlin and Cunning as the shutdown line. And that Nashville 2 line has not been good this year. Uh, 30 scoring chances against per 60 minutes, 44% of the scoring chance share. You know, if that goes into the Milano, Zegers, Raquel line, I don't mind that Anaheim top line especially where Nashville does take a lot of penalties as well. So um, I think that top line for the Ducks, uh, again, is kind of in that Rangers two mix, uh, Fillery type uh, line for me here. The definitely consideration. I agree with you on Nashville one. Um, they've been pretty good together. 59% of the shot share uh, when they have been skating together. Uh, I just, I agree. And, you know, the Anaheim penalty kill has been very bad. Uh, it's just, I've, you know, Nashville's entire forward mix seems to have been on a slide. Like they have been scoring less and they're kind of in that no man's land around 16 K on DraftKings. No, no argument with Nashville one here. I just, I think I kind of like the cheaper Fillery uh, Anaheim one a little bit better on the blue line. I said it earlier, uh, no Anaheim defenseman. Uh, Ekholm all the way down to 3,200 seems reasonable enough uh, if you need a punty type on the Nashville side. Otherwise, just pay up for Roman Yossi. What do you think? 
I agree. Like Hampus Lindholm on DraftKings is getting into the price range where maybe you can start playing him. He was like mid fives for no reason for a while there. 3,800, I think is fine. Um, I just, I don't know if I'm going to do it tonight, but it's, it's really just Yossi or bust for me. Yeah. Um, he is, he is starting to get expensive. I mean, 70. Yeah. That's not nothing on DraftKings. Like I wish he was back down towards seven K, but we don't get what we want. <laughs> Uh, coming up after us uh, at five o'clock Eastern, it's the locks before lock NBA prop betting show with Aton and Savoka. Then after that, your NBA double dose of the deeper dive and live before lock. Uh, Tampa Bay, 3.1 implied gold total. They're going into Calgary. The Flames have a 2.9 implied gold total. Anthony Sorelli has been moved around the lineup a lot um, over the last month. The last game, they didn't start him. For some reason, like the first shift of the game, they didn't start him uh, on the top line, but he spent the rest of the game there. So I assume he's going to stay on the top line for Tampa. And that is interesting because Calgary has moved Trevor Lewis back to the second line with Coleman and Backlund. And Coleman and Backlund without Andrew Mangiapane on that wing, not even close to the shutdown line that they are with him. You know, I know Tampa one is a little bit expensive, uh, but they're coming in with uh, almost no ownership I don't mind them here tonight. I know it's a bad match. Calgary's a really good team, but, you know, so is Tampa Bay, and that top line is elite. What do you think? Yeah, and this is five and eight for Calgary, too. So the reason they moved Lewis in there is to, you know, go out against Point Kucherov pretty much all night. I don't know. I, I do like Tampa one tonight. They're getting no ownership. They are a bit expensive, but Sorelli's now a wing on DraftKings, so it doesn't really hamper your lineup instruction. I think you just go to Tampa one here and hope for the best. You know, <laughs> like at no ownership, getting Kucherov under one percent is horrifying <laughs> in a good way. You know what I mean? Like I'm in on Tampa one, but like on the Calgary side, if they're going to spend Coleman back on Lewis out against that top line. That top line is going to get like Kalorin, Stamkos, Palat, or Maroon, Edward, like Bellar, Perry. And that is very advantageous too. It is five and eight, which is a bit of concern. Anka Drove like got annihilated at the end of the game. So like he's probably a little banged up here. So I don't know how much Calgary won I'd get to. I think I'd save it for MME, but they're also coming in with no ownership here as well. And like I do like that third line too. Mangiapane, uh, Ruzicka, and Toffoli. I think, you know, it's not the best matchup, but there's, you know, decently cheap, and it's a good match. Like, they're going to – a decent five-on-five -five matchup. So, I don't know. It feels like on a 13-game slate, this the, these two teams are just going to play a, a low-scoring competitive game, but, like, these ownerships is driving me towards playing some of both sides. And one thing I want to mention about Tampa as well, to kind of back up your Calgary one uh, assertion there, their penalty kill, not very good. Like over the last six weeks, Tampa Bay's penalty kill by expected goals against is nestled right in between Arizona and Vancouver. Uh, their actual goals against is literally right in line uh, with Arizona's. Their penalty kill has not been good for a while now. And Calgary's power play typically has been excellent this year. So I think that's a little bit more fuel to your fire for your Calgary one. Um, but I think I would probably rather just uh, and, and find playing them. Uh, you know, they're coming in uh, with almost no ownership either. I have no problem playing them here tonight. Um, I think I would probably rather go to Tampa one. 
just because I, you know, like you said, getting sub 1% Nikita Kucherov, that's a terrifying proposition for anybody else. So um, I think it's both top lines for me in this game. They're, I think they're both in better spots than people may realize. So uh, like, if you don't want to go to like maybe some, you know, some, some other super chalky, well, not super chalky, but other chalkier lines like Minnesota one, uh, or even Toronto one or something like that. I think this is one of those, one of those games where you can go and shop for your top line uh, on the blue line. You know, I talked about how the Calgary defensemen have been getting priced up a bit like Shillington 3,900 I'll pass, but Noah Hannafin, uh, his peripherals have really ticked up a lot of late, you know, 3,900 uh, against another really good team. That's, it seems kind of like no man's land, but uh, you know, the way they're pricing defensemen, like everybody's seven K no man's land or min price. That's just basically <laughs> what we're looking at now. Yeah. So I don't mind Hannafin. What do you think? Yeah. Hannafin's the guy I target on the Tampa Bay side. It would probably be McDonough. Yep. Uh, all right. We got one more game to get through. We're getting there. We're getting there. San Jose 2.3 implied goal total going into Los Angeles. The Kings have a 3.3 implied goal total. Uh, Jonathan Dolan is back for San Jose. He's on the top line with Logan Couture and Timo Meyer. Now they haven't played a lot in the second half because of injuries and stuff like that, but they were dynamite in the first half of the season. And that's important to note here because Los Angeles has two things working against them in this matchup. One, I mean, Arthur Kaliev, I like him a lot as a prospect. He's on the top line for the Kings. I don't think he's ready for top line shutdown minutes against Meyer, Couture and Dolan. Uh, and two, Drew Doughty is out for the Kings tonight, and he is far and away their most valuable defenseman, and it's not even close. Yeah, I'm kind of starting to get a little bit of interest in San Jose 1. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. The one thing that makes me a little nervous is the coach seems to really not like Dolan. And oh, he, yeah, he hates him. <laughs> like, if he has a bad shift, he'll, he'll like, be in, like, Irkutsk, like, Siberia by the end of the game. But, like, he's min price, so I think you take the chance here. Like, that top line without Ayafalo is, like, their defensive numbers kind of just, like, it's like a creaky bridge. Like they're going to collapse. Like I do like Arthur Kaliev offensively. He's not ready defensively. So I, I'm in on, on the Sharks top line here. Of course, it's 13 ga games late. We're going to get short tonight, but like so be it. Um, Cal Peterson, 8,600. Get out of here. Um, on the Kings side, like I can't believe what they're doing to our boy Tomas Hurdle, Barabanov, and Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer like it's fine but like I'm not interested they're gonna get the king's second line so it does interest me in the king's second line um even without Arvidsson I know he's the straw that stirs the drink there but Anthony Sioux is a pretty decent offensive player you want to go to the king's second line it's fine king's top line is gonna be popular tonight for good reason but like the ownership makes me nervous and with no doubty to move the puck who's moving the puck you know what I mean like Matt Roy like he's decent but he's not doughty um I don't know. Like, I feel like there's going to be a decent amount of Kaliev one-offs tonight. I feel like Morgan Geeky is the sharp GPP min price one-off over Kaliev. Of course, like, you know, that's going to blow up my face, but like, I honestly believe it. Like I'd rather play Morgan Geeky at 1% than Arthur Kaliev tonight at 15%. It just is what it is. So Sharks one's my favorite line in this game. You want to go to Kings one. I think it's perfectly fine, but I'd rather, you know, just go to the Sharks. With yeah, less ownership. 
Yeah, and we should also mention with Eric Carlson back, that makes a big difference for San Jose. Um, when he's on the ice this year, they're generating three expected goals per 60 minutes. And when he's off the ice, it's 2.2. You know what I mean? Like the expected goals drops, expected goals for drops considerably when he's not there. So him being back, I think, changes a lot for San Jose. The, my worry with the Kings second line is like their numbers really haven't been good without Arvidsson, like closer to break even. And that's why I think like I'd probably just stick to the top lines in this game. Like even with that ki- with the ownership on the Kings top line, like I think I would rather play them even than a lower owned uh, Kings second line. Like not having Arvidsson there really, really scared. He's the goal scorer on that line. Like that's just the way it is. So uh, it's a little bit scary without him. So I think it's both top lines for me in this game. If you ask me to pick one, it's the San Jose top line because I think this is a better matchup than people realize. They're coming in with no ownership. And this was an excellent line. Like 41 scoring chances and four expected goals per 60 minutes in over 200 minutes together. It's not, it's a huge sample and they're great offensively. So San Jose won definitely in play for me here um, on the blue line. I don't know. I, I guess Matt Roy, Sean Dursey's probably going to take the top power play minutes. If you want to correlate with, with Kings one uh, on the shark side, Eric Carlson seems very reasonable at 4,400 for me. If you're playing San Jose, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with Carlson. Like the Kings, Penalty kills stinks. So, yeah, I'm in on the Sharks. Uh, Carlson Burns also on the top power play unit. Don't really like the two defensemen power play units, but it is what it is. Uh, I agree with you on Dursey, Roy, Mata's a min price point I'd look at too. Yep. All right. Uh, we are through a 13 game slate. We are getting out of here. We have another show tomorrow. It's a four game slate, thankfully. Uh, so we don't have to speed through it. Uh, I'm going to ask you for your hat trick picks and your goalies here tonight. Uh, my goalies are Andre Vasilevsky, obviously Igor Shesterkin. Don't mind Darcy Kemper either uh, going into Carolina. And if you want to get really spicy in your GPPs, Craig Anderson. My hat trick pick going up against Craig Anderson, Max Pacioretty. Who you got? Yeah, I agree with you on the goalies. There's some cheap guys in GPPs I'd take a stand on, I think, maybe. Well, not a stand, like a shot on. Junas Corpusalo, 7K, interesting to me. Um, Carter Hart, 6,600 is someone I would consider probably over Scott Wedge would have been Price. Hart had a really good game last time out. Panthers are a very high volume team. And my hat trick pick is going to be, uh, let me go chalk, Nathan McKinnon. All right. Well, it's not that really that chalky. Um, oh, it's like he's like it's he's not like price. a spicy pick. You know what I mean? Uh, Nathan McKinnon, Max Pacioretty, your hat trick picks. We are out of here. Uh, don't forget locks before lock coming up at five o'clock Eastern. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. But until then, for producer Mike, for a single entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris, I'm Michael Clifford. Saying good luck tonight, everybody. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.